What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, Shamari Stewart. EJ is out uh, for this week. He is um, he is at the uh, journal. He is at a, a big journalism conference, um, uh, which, uh, of course, we're all very excited uh, for that. Um, he may, he may actually be bringing back some pretty some pretty interesting. Uh, interesting um uh advancements and things to make our show better so you have that to look forward to potentially uh but yeah so he's off doing his thing we're all happy for him proud of him and and he'll be back uh, for the next show uh so for now uh i will be holding down uh the fort until ej gets back um along with of course my co-host kendall stewart who's who is uh always on our show as well so kendall uh what is up what is going on yeah Yes, uh, we are holding down the fort here, Shamari. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting things going on in the superhero world. Uh, we, you know, are coming off of a uh, a big Comic Con week uh, last week, where we got all these announcements from Marvel and uh, DC. Even had a couple of trailers that they dropped. So, um, weren't sure if anything of note was going to happen this week or if it would be a slower week. And uh, for the most part, early in the week, it was a little slower until uh, a few days ago. We had the uh, bomb of all bombs that uh, Warner Brothers was taking the axe. Warner Brothers Discovery was taking the axe to uh, quite a few properties, quite a few uh, divisions, uh, and one of them being... Uh, the Batgirl movie. So we'll talk more in detail about that uh, in just a little bit. But um, but yeah, excited to excited to get into all this stuff. Also, we'll we'll, talk, we'll have a little conversation about the future of uh, Kevin Feige at Marvel. Um, you know, we've had this discussion before. What if Feige were to leave Marvel? What if DC and Warner Brothers were to bring in Marvel or bring in Kevin Feige rather? Uh, and and DC made an interesting move. Uh, last week that has caught the eye of certain insiders that uh, believe that this may also catch the eye of Kevin Feige and maybe a, a, a move, a chess move uh, in recruiting Feige to Warner Brothers. So we'll get into more detail about that later in the show as well. So yeah, a lot of, we're talking a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of uh, studio level stuff, um, but all stuff that will uh that'll that'll greatly uh impact uh superhero movie landscape so i'm excited yeah yeah so so we ha- definitely have some major stories um some major major stories to get to um so the first and biggest of which uh is that um as Kendall had mentioned the the, the Batgirl movie um has been canceled so it hasn't been delayed. It hasn't been, um, you know, pushed back. It has been axed completely. So it is not coming out. Um, this is after uh, tens of millions of dollars have been spent uh, already. And, of course, many hours and days and months, you know, to be honest, of uh, filming uh, and such uh, having been done. Uh, the movie is no longer um, the movie is no longer coming out. Um, so this um, this story has been been making the rounds over the past several days. Uh, 
uh, very shocking uh, development. Um, uh, of course, everyone is kind of wondering, um, you know, how everyone, how how the team that worked on the movie is taking it. Um, you know, Leslie Grace is is and no pun intended, quite frankly, handling this with with a lot of grace. Uh, you know, kind of just saying, you know, we worked very hard on the film and we're all very proud of what we did. You know, it's just a shame. Um, uh, but, uh, Kendall, just quickly, what was your reaction to, to this news coming out? Yeah, I mean, I had I'd had the running joke on this show for years, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, that, you know, any Warner Brothers property, you just never know. Any DC properties, you never know if it's actually going to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, movies like Nightwing and Cyborg and all these movies that we, <laughs> we've been hearing about for right. know, Lobo, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. That just would never, we knew it was never going to come out when they announced yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's, a, that's and, a deep cut. I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> and and now we're we're here with Batgirl and, you know, I, I, I stopped using the joke because Warner Brothers, for the most part, had become pretty stable and DC right. become pretty stable in terms of releasing movies. Uh, movies that they announced, ninety five percent of the time came out. Um, and I mean, this movie, I wasn't concerned whether or not this movie was going to come out because they were filming it and they finished filming it. And yep. so, uh, I mean, I've never seen a, a situation where a major, you know, big budget, you know, major studio movie. Uh, granted, it was going to be an HBO Max release, but a major studio movie was going to be that was finished filming. Yep. It's never going to come out. I mean, we talked about it with The Flash the last few weeks, given all the Ezra Miller controversies, uh, plural, that, that um, mm-hmm. you know, what what would Warner Brothers do with The Flash? Would they just decide not to release it? You know, and that was always, that always seemed like the nuclear option that couldn't be considered because of the financial loss that that would uh, that that would occur. Um, now that seems very much on the table, and that's something that people are talking about with that movie. But uh, Warner Brothers is taking that step with this movie. It sounds like the financial reason behind it is that even though this cost them, you know, ninety million dollars in on terms of budget to make this movie, that um, if they decide to not release it at all, and they decide not to. Uh, they if they decide not to release it on HBO Max or in theaters, then they are allowed to uh, have a, ta- a tax write off on both on on this movie as well as the Scoob sequel that they are also uh, shelving, and they'll be able to recoup uh, many of the of the costs of both movies if they do that. But with that being said, they will also not be able to sell the movie to another studio either. Like the movie, the movie now is just lost media no one will ever see it unless someone leaks a copy of it um and that's that's i mean from a creative standpoint it's a huge shame you know for these people that have been working so hard obviously financially they'll still be compensated for their work but you know like you said from a just from a creative emotional standpoint that that's that's tough um you know i mean it wasn't a movie that i was like dying to see but um but it does raise questions about again the future of Warner Brothers, the future of DC in terms of there's you know the these movies that are theoretically that were theoretically in development are they still in development? I mean they just officially announced Joker 2 yes. um 
you know, with Lady Gaga, with, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, like we've talked about before. But um, besides that, besides Batman, you feel like movies like, you know, Blue Beetle. I mean, that that's another one that's, that they yep. finished filming or filming. And is that still coming out? I mean, there's a hashtag Save Blue Beetle that's out there now. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> you, I mean, what it like for what? But yeah, I mean, the Batgirl situation is a shame for creatives everywhere, and it makes you wonder what uh, what this does to the reputation of, of David Zaslav as CEO and, and Warner Brothers as a studio amongst uh, other people in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Is this is a um... Yeah, this is a very alarming uh, situation. Um, I I haven't seen anything. Now, look, I am not a um, uh, what's the word? I'm not I'm not like a I'm not a film buff. Yeah, that there was that's a term. I'm not a film buff, right? I haven't been following Hollywood for decades and years, and maybe this is something that that just happens, where movies are just get made and then they get canned. You know, I, I'm not, from what I understand, from what I can see and what I've read just looking online, this is not a common thing for such a big budget movie like this uh, to be canned so late in its <laughs> in its production. Gotcha. Quite frankly, almost basically after its production, after it's made, um, uh, that this is this is pretty rare, that this is not something that that is common. Um, so this so this is this is very um alarming and and i feel like i've basically been the only person on this show kind of defending dc i feel like i was doing that even on the last show we did i was kind of defending dc and just just in terms of as dc and warner brothers just as a as an organization that has put out decent products lately that i've that i've largely enjoyed and i think a lot of people have largely enjoyed um you know, it may not have been as cohesive uh, and as neat as Marvel, but it's been enjoyable. Um, you know, similar to other studios before the MCU put out enjoyable superhero movies from time to time. I think DC has been doing that lately, and I've enjoyed it. But this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, this this uh, is undercuts uh, undercuts a lot of that, and it looks very very haphazard, very. Spur of the moment. Now I know this Zaslav kind of takeover is is kind of this is this is uh, you know causing a lot of rifts, and you know you would hope that this isn't the sign of a future trend, but this is this is um, this is not what you want to see from a studio. Uh, so this is very alarming. I don't really know what to make of it, and. Um, I don't really, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, this doesn't inspire any hope in, in people when it, that are DC fans of DC comics and DC movies, uh, people that are fans of Warner brother properties and excited for any other, any, for really any movie, uh, that may be coming out. People were excited for this movie and now it's not happening. So it's, I just think it's, it's, uh, definitely a shame and um you know and i don't know i don't really know um what this means for for the rest of the warner brothers slate as you were saying Kendall. um yeah yeah 
yeah, it's it's again, like I said, it, I mean, a movie like The Flash. I mean, I think I'm almost certain it, it costs more than 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 uh than Batgirl. Uh, um, mm-hmm. and this was a theatrical release. I mean, it sounds like that's going to be a theatrical release. It sounds like this uh that this uh, this this purge for lack of a better term is focused on HBO Max primarily yes. um yep. they they removed six HBO Max exclusives yep. <laughs> HBO Max exclusive movies mm-hmm. uh, off the platform already um again the sequel to the movie Scoob that was supposed to be an HBO Max exclusive uh, no longer coming out. Batgirl is supposed to be an HBO Max exclusive. No longer coming out. Uh, and now there's there's questions that there's there's concerns that they may be getting rid of HBO Max as a platform and as a whole. Um, so quite the yeah. quite the portfolio shift from Warner Brothers Discovery, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do, do you? Do, I mean, are you are you concerned? I mean, we had. We just had DC, I believe DC Super Pets. That just came out, right? Yeah, just came out. Yeah. Um, it, uh, DC Super Pets just came out with The Rock, and you know he went on Twitter and said, or uh, yeah, I think it was Twitter or whatever, his social media, and said that we've got more, we've got more plans for a sequel and a DC Super Pets universe that they want to expand upon, and a Black Adam universe that they want to expand upon. So, I mean, it's not like DC is getting out of the movie game, obviously. It's not like Warner Brothers getting out of the movie game. It just feels like HBO Max is the focus of that, um, which is certainly interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up. I do want to kind of kind of include that in this overall discussion uh, of this Batgirl situation, because um, it does tie in directly to this HBO Max. And, of course, this kind of Warner Brothers discovery merger takeover whatever you want to call it um now look i'm not as versed on mergers and takeovers and and uh you know uh you know (laughs) just those kinds of uh you know kind of business uh, uh operations changes um but um it this is clearly uh, going to have a very significant effect on the streaming services, which of course are, are um, which of course are big, big uh, money makers uh, for for these media companies, both the, both Warner Brothers and Discovery before this merger. Um, so, so Discovery. So there's word now, as Kendall had alluded to uh, uh, as well, that HBO Max may be maybe also about to get axed so which is causing a lot of people a lot of distress um now it doesn't necessarily mean that all the properties on hbo max will be gone though a lot of them may be gone we we have no idea what that what that means what that would look like but just that a lot of shows movies etc maybe may just be part of a discovery streaming service or it's it's very we don't know this is all speculation at this point nobody really knows what this would look like 
Um, there's been speculation from people online. Um, I know Grace Randolph apparently has been has been <laughs> has been there, there's been rumors about things that she's heard. Um, who she's a she is an influencer and potential and in, in, in you know supposed insider who has had insider. scoops in the past. Um, and uh, she's a film critic as well. And you know she's basically kind of implied that this is what's going to happen. And the HBO Max shows are going to be just be HBO shows and and um, and this is and other people have been saying saying similar things and mentioning similar concerns. So it's I don't know. I mean, this is this is. So I'm gonna be honest. I think this is a. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying this could be a potential nightmare for Warner Brothers and, and I guess DC. I guess if we, if we were to kind of further even further narrow it down. Um, but HBO Max. I think was, or at least just from what I've heard, just in general, is 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 a lot of people were saying was the best streaming service um, out there of all of these streaming services: Netflix, Disney Plus, etc. A lot of people were saying HBO Max has a lot of the best content, and um, and I mean it's it definitely was competing. It was better than, certainly better than discovery, discovery plus. I, I think it's better than Paramount plus, even though I love Paramount plus, I use that probably the most, but, but HBO max is just, I mean, the HBO library and the Warner brothers library, uh, just has so much quality content, um, of, for people of all ages, um, that it was, that it's, and it's, and it's very well managed, well run. It, it, so I think this could be very negative. If they were to just trim down, just a bunch of the DC shows, a bunch of the 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 movies and content and things that they had planned uh, to potentially release in HBO Max. And I mean, COVID hasn't gone away either. I mean, it's still here. Um, if we have another some kind of other outbreak or something, and and I mean, are they are they still is are these DC movies and, and such are still going to be given that kind of priority? And or are they just going to be slashed? You know, are they just not going to be made or or what? It's just it's just not a this is this is just it's just creating a problem. <laughs> I think it, and I would right. and I would and I would anticipate it's creating a lot of anxiety for people that are that are DC fans who want DC properties to come out on HBO Max. But kind of what what are your thoughts on the whole kind of merger in HBO Max and Discovery situation? Yeah, I mean, these things are always weird because it's just like mergers and all that. It always goes above my head, you know, as a as a uh, consumer. Like, I, I mean, yes. as long as I have an opportunity and a way to watch these things, I'm not really, I don't really care where it's coming from. But HBO Max as a platform, I, I mean, I would agree it's been one of the better streaming services out there um you know i like it better than netflix personally um but you know i you know i think them along with disney plus are the big three and so yeah i mean Mm -hmm. we already saw netflix recently uh see some losses financially so um you know i mean maybe the streaming game is is sort of dying down a bit i don't know yeah, yeah. I mean, 
we're gonna see how how all of this shit, all of this uh, plays out. Um, I don't think just either trimming down or getting rid of HBO Max is going to benefit Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, I, I you know I don't. I mean now I know you kind of you kind of compare that with the benefit of having two streaming services and kind of question like what's the point if you're one organization why do you have two separate streaming services i mean of course we saw what happened with dc universe <laughs> um and they were like this doesn't make sense and they just got rid of it uh which um or they or they changed it i mean i, I guess it technically still exists but it's just a comic book app now so um so we may they may try to do something similar but hbo max's library is just so massive and Discovery's library is so, um, it's not as good, I mean, just to be blunt. I mean, it's, I mean, everyone's going to want to go to the Warner Brothers stuff. So if any of that stuff, if that stuff is just getting halved, you're just getting, just, you know, it's half Warner Brothers, half Discovery now. Or, or is it just going to have everything on it? You know, I mean, these are, these are questions that I think people are going to want to answer. Um, Another. Yeah. I was just going to say another property that also sounds like it's probably in the chopping block according to reports is Supergirl. Um, mm. that, 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 with, with Sasha Kaye. Uh, another one that I'm not not necessarily out, you know, I wasn't... Uh, so I'm seeing a trend I'm so. seeing a trend of young female character, and look, I'm not going to suddenly make this, you know, it's a, like, oh, he, that, that's why he's attacking these projects. But it's just a, it's just the the first thing you notice when you hear Batgirl is getting slashed and now Supergirl is going to get slashed and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, what's going on with the Flash? Makes you wonder about uh, Blue Beetle, Static Shock, yeah, Blue and Beetle, then, Static Shock. I mean, and that goes you know, to, I mean, we talked about this when those movies were announced and they were announced as straight to HBO Max. Like, oh, I mean, is this is this a coincidence or is it not? And you know, are these movies more expendable because of that? I don't know. It's just you just it's something that people people are gonna take notice of. And I don't I think that it is it is um I think it, it makes Warner Brothers look bad. It makes them look like these projects with these types of with these characters, these, you know, these minority characters or or, or female female leads or whatever are just less of a priority um or because or that it's just you know they're just trying to make just do some kind of cold business calculation and say oh well these projects aren't going to make as much money they don't tend to make as much money so we're just not going to make them and it's it's not a good look it's not a good look if that's if that's if that's the warner brothers that we're going to get is where projects you know that have the title woman or girl on it are getting cut in and uh you know or or you know that that are featuring you know uh, featuring people of color or women of color and, and if they're just getting cut and slashed and and you know put to the wayside that's 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 going to be a very negative look and i i wouldn't be surprised if that came back uh that came back to bite them so i mean that's that's gonna i think that's gonna just gonna be another element of this uh to keep an eye on because that because even hearing oh supergirl's next and it's like all right so what's going on here you know that's just just the knee-jerk reaction is okay 
So why are these the projects <laughs> that are getting uh, that are getting asked? Oh yeah, you know. So we'll see what happens. We'll you know other projects are still getting announced and, and whatnot. So I don't want to jump to any kind of conclusion, but it's just you know you worry about that uh, when you start hearing things like that. Um, so of course we'll be following this story. Uh, very closely, and we'll, we'll probably follow up on it next week, at least very very briefly, to get EJ's take on it. Um, so everyone listening, of course, can get that as well, because I'm sure he has uh, quite a lot to say. He always has a lot to say when it comes to Warner Brothers and, and uh, DC, as as we all do. So uh, so that will be fun to listen to. Um, now, I did also want to uh, get into uh our next topic which is having to do with kevin feige of course kendall teased this topic at the top of our show uh as well um uh now kevin feige um there is word and and i'll let you know right now the word is coming from john campia who is a of course a known movie critic youtuber um influencer uh online um i do enjoy his content i think he does a pretty good job uh but he uh, has been he is also known to potentially sometimes have scoops that that start making the rounds end up being right some end up being wrong but it is something that um that he does have from time to time uh so he is hearing uh that um kevin feige may be trying to leave uh marvel studios uh because of um bob chapek and uh, just because of, of, of just because of the, the kind of leadership that Bob Chapik, um, uh, just because of how Bob Chapik is as a boss, essentially, uh, that you know whether it be not too much freedom or whatever other other complaints that Feige may have about how, the way that Bob Chapik is 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 running the organization uh, um, uh, of Disney and what he expects of Kevin Feige and how involved he is. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, that Kevin Feige may have an issue with that. Now, this, of course, sounds very. Uh, if you listen, if you've listened to Imperial Broadcast, you you would have heard very similar commentary uh, about Kathleen Kennedy um, endlessly because that was a that was that, was, <laughs> that tended to be a running uh, tended to be a continuous story. Uh, it seemed like um, uh, with Lucasfilm, though she's she's been much better recently. But that has been something that. That we've heard from directors and people like that. Now, if if that now, of course, Kevin Feige is running Marvel, so he is not just a director; he is the president of Marvel at this point. Um, and um, he's kind of been um, the brainchild, or at least the where to understand him as as having been basically the brainchild of this whole universe. Um. Um. And someone that that helped craft it, someone that has been helping to, to create these various different stories and making sure they all line up correctly, and that we're, that things are being teased for future uh, future stories, and just making all these movies that we enjoy so much. Um, now, this opens up a lot of questions. If he were to leave, what does that what does that mean for Marvel? Uh, where would he go? Would he go to Warner Brothers? You know what? So, Kendall, Kendall, what are your what do you what is your take on this, and what are you hearing? Because I know you have been following the story. Um, so, what's the word on this right now? Yeah, yeah, Shamar. I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Where, you know, there was speculation 
uh, about uh, coming from John Campia that uh, after Warner Brothers uh, Discovery made, a, again, an interesting hire by bringing in former Disney, high-level Disney executive Alan Horn, uh, it brought he who had retired recently, mm-hmm. um, it brought him in as a uh, consultant for Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, Campia made the connected the dots that Warner Brothers could be using Alan Horn as bait to try and lure Kevin Feige to Warner Brothers, and that uh, and when you know and when asked if if that's something he would <laughs> that Feige could 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 make that jump, he said 100 percent. He's looking to leave, and that Bob Bob Chapik has uh, stripped him of a lot of his power and authority. He also said he em- embarrassed him with his talent, like Scarlett Johansson, and put accountants as his bosses instead of a creative like Alan Horn. So uh, that's coming from John Campia. He said it pretty matter of fact. Uh, obviously, we can't confirm what, what John Campia is saying is true, um, but. That seemed very matter of fact, very definitive to say that Kevin Feige is not happy about his situation at Warner at, at Disney. Um, I mean, look, you don't, you never know. I mean, again, all this is speculation. It's like saying that, you know, somebody saying that LeBron doesn't want to be on the Lakers. You know, I, I mean, somebody's saying it, they're hearing it. You know, you don't know what's true, what's not, what could be worked out. But, right. um, I mean, it's it's interesting timing. Uh, it's interesting timing on the Marvel side because they drew, they're just coming off a, a, a very big Comic-Con weekend last week um, where they announced all of these future properties, including two Avengers movies uh, coming out um, in, what was it, 2025? Um, mm-hmm. Two Avengers yep. movies coming out, uh, as well as uh, ahead of D23 uh, next month, where they're supposed to be announced, where they already teased major announcements are coming for that. Epic announcements is what the word they used for D23. So it's interesting timing because I don't, I mean, I mean, is Feige going to leave next year before Avengers Secret Wars comes out? Is he going to leave before Avengers King Dynasty and Fantastic Four and all these things that he's been, you know, that he's been sort of, uh, you know, you know, brainstorming on. She's just gonna leave it all to the wayside to go to Warner Brothers, or is this just something? Is this just? Yeah, uh, I don't want to call it a hit piece, but it's just it's just somebody putting out some, you know, stuff just to just to just to hurt Marvel's, uh, just to hurt Marvel's steam a little bit. Try and try and create some fi- friction that that doesn't exist. I don't know. On the Warner Brothers side, it's very interesting timing because. And granted, this was before we found out about Batgirl, before we found out about some of these other things. But it's, again, interesting timing that, um, you know, right before Alan Horn jumps on, right before, uh, right after Alan Horn jumps on, right after this, you know, report, this rumor about Kevin Feige uh, comes out, we see this massive shakeup at, 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 at Warner Brothers Discovery is that. I don't think it's related to them saying they're trying to get Kevin Feige, but is it related to Alan Horn's presence at all? Is, is this something that are they saying we should wipe the deck a little cleaner than it, than it is right now? I mean, again, we, they're not gonna they're not doing anything with Black Adam. They're not doing anything with Aquaman. Uh, you know, 
uh, Aquaman 2. They're not doing anything with, uh, as far as we know, the Flash, although we'll see if that if that hits. But we know they're not doing anything with the Batman, so there's clearly certain things that are off off the table for now. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, it does make you wonder if they are clearing the decks in, in, to make themselves a more attractive destination for somebody like Kevin Feige. As, I mean, again, you see it in sports all the time. Uh, sometimes if a free agent wants to sign with your team, that means you got to get rid of the guy who plays his position on your team now because they're not going to be able to coexist. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got to make a couple of trades, clear, com- clear some, com- some cap space, clear some roster spots. Uh, and some playing time, and that—that that, I mean, that could be theoretically what Warner Brothers is doing by scrapping things like Batgirl and potentially Supergirl and other properties, knowing that if we're going to make this attractive to Kevin Feige, we can't have any loose ends. So that's that's a possibility. Uh, it also does raise a question in your head: the what if Kevin Feige were to leave Marvel? Do we think do we think that Marvel is stable enough at this point, Marvel Studios? That if Feige were to leave, that there'd be no there'd be no hiccup. So kind of that was the, that was kind of where I was gonna go next was, um, and not to bring this back to Lucasfilm again, but I was gonna wonder is there even is there a Dave Filoni to Kevin Feige's George Lucas, right? Like is there another creative another uh, kind of creative another is there another creative at Marvel that has been working under Feige? that has been kind of absorbing all of that right that feige wouldn't could or i mean look he's not um this isn't his baby in the way that lucasfilm was george lucas's baby but but in in terms of just the ownership aspect but is there someone that he could even just even just sign off on just say this is the person that i would 100 percent recommend to take over right I mean, is there is a, there a person like that working at Marvel Studios right now that could take over all of this? And I mean, it, I mean to be honest, and I, I feel like I say this every week, it seems like Kevin Feige's job gets harder every week. You know, it seems like he he just takes on more and more and more and more projects to the point where I'm like, okay, how is he even? How is he even? How does he sleep <laughs> having to work on all these shows? And he's ahead of Marvel as a whole now, not even just the movies. Um, so, so how does he do all this? You know, so I, now you would imagine, and I haven't looked up, of course, Disney's corporate structure, if that's even, you know, available online. I don't know that it is, but I don't know. I'm sure if I get several people that work directly under him, that report directly to him, or I would imagine so. Um, now whether those people are creatives or not, I don't know. He may have marketing people. He may have kind of, you know, other, uh, types of. You know, kind of more professional uh, people that just help manage these various projects, but I don't know if he has other like creatives working under him, like a story group like kind of entity. They, from what I understand, they do. Okay. Um, I believe I believe I think they call it the creative committee at Marvel. Um, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yes. Now, is there anyone in the creative committee? That where Feige's like, right. no, this person, this person, this person could could do what I do, uh, or maybe they all could, but he just thinks, that, you know, this person, it, it's their time right now to take to take this over, right? Like, yeah, I mean, 
you, obviously, like you, like you said, sometimes you never know behind the, you never know there's always somebody behind the scenes that may not be you know because the job that kevin feige has is part creative but in in, in part uh you know part like business pro- producer, but it's also business but also like a movie yeah, producer yeah, as well yeah. yeah producer he's also he's also the face of the company he's also pr and you know being able to, to whenever you're talking about somebody replacing that sort of figure it's like replacing Vince McMahon. Like, who's going to replace Vince McMahon at WWE? So it has to be somebody that also has experience in front of, you know, being in front of a camera and in front of people and stuff like that. Um, or who's going to replace Dana White at UFC? You know, things things of that cool, nature. So that's, cool, right. You know, like that's something that you can't just you can't just take somebody that knows how to how to book fights, you know, or something like that. So when it comes to Marvel Studios, you know, I, I agree. I think job number one would be having to find somebody that can craft good stories because at the end of the day as we're sort of seeing with with wwe it's a completely different thing but mm-hmm. you know stephanie mcmahon is sort of replacing vince mcmahon as sort of the face and the the ceo type of the company they right. also have a business person nick khan who nobody knows what he looks like who he is really has no you know thing on the show he's not vince mcmahon but he's a he, handles all their business affairs in the way this man would and then triple h who is you know you know he's a character obviously in wwe but he's also going to be writing the stories in the way Vince McMahon would they're not going to have they can't just have one person be the next Vince McMahon. so that would be the question for marvel would be would you have a group of people taking the job that kevin feige is doing he's doing three or four jobs that in many ways like like dave filoni now isn't the face of Lucasfilm, right? He's yes, the creative mind yes, behind absolutely. Lucasfilm nowadays. Yeah, uh, and he, had, you know, he's the face of their animation division. But you know, that's still Kathleen Kennedy for the most yes. part. We don't even um, know that he would want to to be exactly. the George Lucas, <laughs> the owner exactly. of yeah, all like Lucas. Kevin Feige, even. You know, yeah. or a Kevin Feige, and uh, it, it is so. Of course, this is a comic book comparison. I guess this kind of almost reminds me of Reign of the Superman. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, this one's good at this, and that one's good at that. And it's yeah. like, it's like, which yeah. one is the real one? I don't know. I guess they're all kind of Feige, in a way, yeah. like different parts of him. You know, in a weird kind of way. Yeah. So could we see something like that? Where I mean, where like, like we know, yeah, like John Favreau, and you know, they've had the Russos, obviously, and they've had great directors and great creative minds that they've worked with over the years. Um and you've got you know more studio execs like Victoria Alonso and yes Luis Esposito who are more behind the scenes people that you know you may hear from once in a blue moon but nobody really knows if they know how to <laughs> if they're you know if they have the creative mind that Kevin Feige has mm-hmm. um you know and you know Nate Moore as a producer and and other people that we've seen you know Ryan Coogler is another guy yeah. like there's there's people that that you know but I don't know if you can just replace Kevin Feige, which is why mm-hmm. it makes him so so attractive for Warner Brothers because yes. they've been trying themselves to you know I mean that's been the that was that was the report when Zaslav yeah. came into came into the picture was he wants to find his version of Kevin Feige, and what better way to do that than bringing in Kevin Feige himself? Right. I mean, you know it's. And when the, those things are said about certain studios, it reminds me of when 
there was the report that Netflix was looking for their next version of Star Wars and or their yeah. version of Star Wars and that it hadn't like that that report was then followed in the months and years after by announcements of you know the Avatar the Last Airbender on Netflix and a One Piece show and then you get an uh, you know report recently saying they view that as their next Stranger Things or their their big you know IP and that you start right. to piece it together that that those are the properties that they looked at as Star Wars and that you know I feel like that report wasn't by accident clearly that was something that they clearly were thinking it wasn't it wasn't made up I feel like when they when people say that Zaslav wants his version of Kevin Feige because he wants his version of Kevin Feige um, it just um, makes sense why wouldn't I don't want know if he thinks it's Kevin out Feige. more. 100%. I mean, they have... What Marvel Studios has is the most uh, consistent and, and Teflon brand of movies that maybe ever, but certainly in today's day and age of, of, of cinema. And... Like, Warner Brothers has the... Has, an, has basically an equivalent of that. Why, why wouldn't you... But it's just not as good from a movie standpoint. But from an IP standpoint, it's basically the exact same. Why wouldn't... Maybe many would argue has more history than even Marvel. Why wouldn't you try and recruit the guy to make your cinematic universe like Marvel? Because that's how you make a lot of money in today's day and age in his mind. So, man. I mean, you know, it, it's... You know, and again, this type, this type of chess move is something you see a lot in sports. Where you'll see... You know, a team, you know, hire a guy's, you know, high school coach, to, you know, as, a, as, a, as some sort of front office, some sort of front office role to try and recruit him uh, to play for the team or to try and recruit him to be the coach or something like that. And that that's what this feels like for you bringing Alan Horn. I don't think they're bringing in Alan Horn to be Kevin Feige. I think they're, they may be bringing in Alan Horn to try and help recruit Kevin Feige. And that's what John Campia is suggesting. Um, I just the reason the the thing that makes it unbelievable is the timing of it all. I just I can't see Feige leaving before he gets a chance to do the X Men before he get, before he gets a chance to see the Fantastic Four hit the big screen. Like I don't I don't think that that makes a whole lot of sense. But but if it's true that Chapik, you know, has stripped him of all of his power and you know all this stuff about accountants, you know, running the ship now, like I don't know. I don't know what's true and what's not, but that's that would be uh, I think poor judgment on his part. Yeah, very poor judgment. Um, now that's not to say there are there's no place for accountants, but not in terms of um, making creative decisions. Um, you think that would no, be not if they're going to run off common sense. Kevin fight. Yeah, especially not, especially especially not in, in situations like that. Considering yeah, how much money Kevin Feige is, they're not that valuable. Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's any better accountant than Kevin Feige right now. Yeah, come on now. Do. You know, it's it's just you know, I don't know. No look, made, I, I, I'm not I'm not Bob Chapik. I haven't you know, I haven't made I haven't made it to that in terms of like my business whatever business acumen. But that just doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, you know, even just just from a consumer standpoint, that would that makes me less faithful in the Mar- <laughs> in the Marvel brand if they were to make decisions like that. Um. Uh. But yeah. Any Any final thoughts on this, Kendall? Before, uh, we wrap up the show. Man, I mean, 
again, I, I you know, it, it does make you wonder uh, if. I mean, again, I I don't know if 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 these moves are being made to to entice, bring in Kevin Feige, or if these types of moves will, uh, if these types of moves will, will, will turn Kevin Feige off in terms of the uh, in terms of you know from a creative standpoint, you know you're you're you're, you're just scrapping you know a major major thing that they've that they've created. Uh, does Kevin Feige look at Zaslav and say this guy could be another Ike Perlmutter? Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But I, I'm just, you know, I'm curious. I, I, I don't believe it'll happen, but there is some some talk about it, some speculation. Uh, so we'll see, you know. Um, and again, on, on the DC stuff, you know, will we... You know, there's so many properties, you know, I mean, something like, well, something like Green Lantern still come out. That was supposed to be HBO Max. I mean, is that, if that, is that still happening? I mean, I, that's one that, that's the one that I've always been sort of like, is that actually happening? Because they haven't said anything about it for a good four or five years, it feels it, like. It, but, you mean, is that the Green Lantern Corps movie? Uh, The show. Oh, this is announced on HBO Max. See, I don't even. Oh, there's so many. Remember, they teased it. They teased it during uh, during the crossover, the CW. Oh crossover. yeah, the, with Diggle. Yeah, not well, not it well, not necessarily Diggle, but like when they went into the different Earths, and uh-huh. they went through like the DC universe, and they went to the Titans and that. They went to oh, they showed Oa, the yeah, Green right, Lantern. Oa. Yeah, and people were like, oh, they're teasing the Green Lantern show is coming out, and we haven't heard anything since, and that was like three years ago. <laughs> interesting yeah I mean there's so much there's so much of this uh, so much of this stuff going on I mean um, you know we'll, of course we'll be keeping track of, of these stories and all these kind of corporate uh, shakeups that are happening um, and of course again this is not you know a business show uh, but, but these things do do have effects on the content that we get to see or not see is, but as we saw in the case of Batgirl, um, which we're never going to see, uh, or at least right now it's looking like we may never see. Um, so, so yeah, it's, you know, we, we're definitely going to keep, keep track of this stuff. Um, you know, make sure you guys know what's going on. Um, but I think that is a good place, uh, to wrap the show. This is of course a shorter show, a, a bit of a shorter show. Um, you know, of course, with EJ not in attendance, as I said, again, he will be back uh, for the next show um, uh, in which we will we will get his take on some of this as well before we move on to the next to other um, the other topics that I'm sure we'll we will have to talk about. Uh, but as always, thank you all so much for listening in. Of course, you can find me on um, uh, on Instagram and Snapchat at MC Champ 22. Uh, you can find Kendall on um i believe it's, it's are you on a twitter kennel a new gen ken uh yes yes you can find kennel on twitter at oh, new gen ken. uh you know doesn't tweet often but you can follow him anyway check him out <laughs> uh on twitter um and you can follow and you can follow us on all of our social medias as well new generation media um on youtube new generation search new generation podcast network anywhere you can listen to podcasts 
um, as of course I'm sure you're able to find us here as well. Uh, but that does it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.